We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back, everybody, for another edition of the Rotowire DFS podcast, sponsored by FanDuel. I'm your host, Joe Pizzafia, and with me, as always, every Tuesday morning is the one, the only, the Todd father, Todd Zola. Todd, what's going on? How are you? Uh, doing well. Woke up to a, a winning couple of lineups that I didn't go to bed. Well, actually, they were winning when I went to bed, so it was it was nice. Well, that's always good. It's always it's always good to wake up to money. That's a good way to wake up. Well, it was weird. It was my 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 um. My Monday evenings are like the normal person's Friday evenings, so I, I just I just wanted to get out and, and kind of just get out of the house. So I just put a lineup in, and I wrote my friend, I Diego, I hate this lineup, but I'm putting them in anyway. So I didn't hate it as much at one in the morning. There you go. <laughs> Weird how those things happen, though. I like being off on days where everyone else is working. Typically, <laughs> though, I think that's the way to go. I feel like that's a better. You know, you don't have to deal with as many crowds and places and stuff like that. Oh, sure, sure. Nice. Especially if, if you have like an off whole day, you know, you go to the supermarket where everybody else is at work. That's a nice day. These are the things that you enjoy as you get older. So those of you listening who are young and are saying, what is the problem with these two? You'll see. You'll see. Yeah, well, I don't, I, yeah, the, the, the laundromat thing's especially good that yeah. I, uh, going, you know, going on the off days. Oh, I, I can't yeah, even, and, and, I yeah. can't stomach the idea of a laundromat anymore. I just, that, well, that was. Oh, I do have my own place. I don't have my own laundry machine. So oh, that's, that's not good. You got to fix it. Well, that. no, actually it's not because um, especially the days that it's not bad, what I'll do is I'll, uh, I'll go for a walk during the, during the dryer cycle. I see. Not such a bad, although, you know what we need, and I know we need to talk about DFS, but what we need do is... We, we could just talk about your laundry. We, I mean, it's we, very possible. What we need, what we need is, for, for fat single guys, we need a gym that has the laundry machines Hooked up to the treadmill. Oh my God, Todd, so, you've nailed it. This is a great so, idea. Yeah, this is so, a million dollar yeah, idea. Why yeah, did you yeah, keep yeah. this to ourselves? Why yeah, are no, we putting yeah. this out there for everybody else? So for the five fat single guys in the world that use a laundromat, so they get in the treadmill and the energy derived by that 
drives the yeah it's spin the, class but instead yeah. of just spinning you're spinning the actual dryer yeah. i'm, so I'm telling what, you there's, there's 10 of us that would use it i don't sure. know sure look and, yeah. I, and i'm sure it's completely safe too i'm sure yeah. hooking up some sort of electrical equipment of exercise <laughs> to a, a giant industrial size dryer is perfectly safe yeah. uh the other thing that's perfectly safe is max scherzer you yeah. like that segue oh, how's that wow. ah thank you i'll be here all week all right max scherzer 12k tonight uh, at home against the cubbies uh Probably, you know, heavily owned cash game, blah, blah, blah. I think what's funny about tonight's slate is after that, there's a whole lot of different options and theories that you can take because all the way from 8K all the way up to the very next guy at number two, Carlos Martinez at 9,700, even though he's in Arizona, you can make cases for all of these. Now, I don't think any of them are without wrinkles, though, because you got Ariette on the other side of the Scherzer matchup. You've got Verlander who's been hit and miss. You've got Severino who's been good against... The White Sox, but Quintana has pitched much better of late, and they're going head-to-head. You got Paxton, who everybody loves, but then Paxton, you know, lately hasn't been the same Paxton that was before the disabled list. Well, actually, I think he's the velocity's back. We'll see if the command comes back. Well, let's talk about him, because I think so far of these guys that I mentioned, against the Phillies, that's a good scenario because it's a struggling Phillies lineup, plus you got the National League lineup in the American League ballpark, which is usually – uh, a better scenario. So with Paxton, the big trouble I see is the fact that he hasn't been able to get into that sixth inning. And that, and that's a big deal here where we're talking about, you know, any tournament scoring because you want to make sure that quality start is at the very least in play. Yeah. Yeah, I think, again, he, he had a couple of outings where the velocity was down. Everybody was concerned. Velocity's back, assuming it's still back. Then, you know, now the command comes back. He's, he's a guy I would – I mean, it's tough to project a quality start – but if you're, you know, who, who on the slate could get a quality start, Paxton has to be in the discussion anyway. Uh, you know, Philly, you know, who is the, who will their DH be? I, I, I don't see it being overly scary that they're going to get to use, you know, they're still short Cesar Hernandez, who when you're short Cesar Hernandez and that hurts you, although, you know, he's a pretty good player, but still tells you something about the team. Yeah, and then Mike Fires, who is 8,300, there's a guy who's got three straight quality starts, a yeah. guy who we've seen this Mike Fires before. We've seen the guy who has tantalized us before, teased us with these great runs, and then turns into a pumpkin again and then disappears for the rest of the season. Now, right now in DFS, all we care about is can we get enough out of him tonight? And I guess the question is, can we get enough out of him tonight? He's at home against the A's and Sean Manaya. I think so. He's in, the, he's in my – well, I guess Mar- I got Martinez in the top five, but I don't like it that much. So you, you kind of mentioned my guys, Scherzer, Paxton, Severino, and Fires. So um, Arizona just scares me. As good as Martinez is, and he's priced down a bit, I guess it's a tournament play. But uh, those Yeah, are my it's a tough one, though. At 97, yeah. I still think – I don't know if that's priced down enough for me personally. Well, I think it, that it 97 is, is – It is in that you can still get some good – You can, as an example, you can get a solid Red Sox stack and use Carlos Martinez, mm-hmm. as we'll talk about. The Red Sox are priced. The Red Sox are priced as if they're facing a good right-hander, not a crud left-hander. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to that in a moment. One or two more pitchers before we move on to the yeah. hitters. Dan Straley, eighty-one hundred. Yeah. Another guy I think who has not gotten enough credit. And what he's done, a lot of people thought last year was a fluke. I, for one, when you dig into the numbers last year and you saw he pitched better in Cincinnati than he did on the road, and you know, lots of weird splits and weird trends with him that you think, okay, well, he can't possibly pick this up, but. Straley has been good this year, and Straley, another guy coming off two straight quality starts, you know, putting up about 30 in his last four starts, somewhere around that, the average point. So is Straley a guy that's in play for you tonight going against uh, a lineup where 
you know, the Mets are the Mets at this point. <laughs> you know, the Mets yeah, can go yeah. on these runs and be good for a couple of days and then completely yeah, go play. silent. Well, he, yeah, he's, he's actually next on my, on the point scoring list. Yeah. The thing with pitching this year in general is, uh, I mean, first of all, I mean, the, the park change was huge for him, but it's obviously you had to keep the ball in the yard and that, 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 the, 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 the hardest, hardest thing this year is trying to figure out which pitchers are, are able to do that because the, uh, the Latin, the, the landscape has changed. So it, with the new swing, swing, uh, plane and all that stuff. So you can't just go down the list. He's going to have a good uh, home run per nine. He's going to have a good home run per nine. We actually had to let it play out for half a season. He's keeping the ball in the yard. And uh, to me, I usually look at walks and strikeouts. I'm looking at home run per nine as the first metric now. And he's keeping the ball in the yard. Here's one more pitcher I want to throw out here. He's 7,700, and he's got three straight quality starts in his first three outings. And he's got a matchup against the Padres today. And that is Sean Newcomb. Sean Newcomb has a big-time strikeout pitch he has big time strikeout velocity is big time strikeout numbers in the minor leagues and the Padres are a team we all know strikes out a ton so far in his first three starts you got that one big debut where he struck out seven but then it was three and three is 7700 I know for me it's tempting enough is it tempting enough for you in San Diego yeah. with the Atlanta Braves because I mean I'm looking at Newcomb and I'm saying okay if I really want to save and I want to go all big offense and I Newcomb is a guy that I feel yes, absolutely good about yeah absolutely absolutely so this is a th- th- I think from a from a when you step back and look at this pitching slate today, I think you're better off avoiding some of the trying to make the decision between. And what I mean is that if you got the Severino Quintana, as much as I love Severino and I know the White Sox, you know, struggle against righties, Quintana has been better of late. That scares me. I don't think you have to make a choice between those guys. I think that's kind of a dangerous game to play with the coin flips. And I think when you got guys like Fires. And Newcomb on the slate today with good matchups that, and even Paxton, that I think that's just a much better way to go. All right, let's go over to the catcher position. Gary Sanchez, top of the board, 39. Posey, 34. Sal Perez, 31. Perez against Justin Verlander. Any thoughts on him today? And uh, again, Perez has been a guy who's been very strong offensively this year in a time where we everyone wants to talk about Gary Sanchez. I mean, Sal Perez, 15 and, 15 and 43 is not too shabby. No, he's not. I, I'm not gonna. I don't think I'm gonna take a chance against Verlander, though. Um, I just, there's a, there's enough other good, pretty good stuff out there that uh, it's it's uh, you know that that uh, that I'm not gonna go there. But he's uh, he hits up in the order. He's hit with power, so he's definitely in play. He's not he's not my cash game play. I guess that's the best. All right, who's your cash game catcher? You like Zanino at 27, who's been oh, on a rampage? I don't like I don't like Zanino in cash at all. I mean that's okay. That's the you know that's the the, the, the last place I want to go. Actually, I haven't looked to hold. I didn't really look so much for for, for cash. I guess uh, I guess Riamuto against Gazelman would be a would be a place to go at 2900. I don't care about the um, lefty righty thing when it comes to either of those cats. Uh, that would probably be – I don't, I don't know if uh, – do we know if Vogt's going to be playing yet? Well, actually, we don't know. He's actually going to be the um, the backup there. So even though he has a lefty-righty over Edelman at 2,100, it's almost a free spot. So Zanino's always going to be a tournament play for you no matter what. He's never going to make it to the cash game no matter how many oh, home no, runs he hits? No. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, the reason I bring it up is because of the position. Because it's catcher. I understand that, yeah, sometimes you'll he'll, he'll throw up that zero, but if you have a guy like Scherzer up there and you make an investment on a catcher and it doesn't come back, you know, you still got a guy like Scherzer who you hope carries you and a guy like Zanino who's been, you know, just dropping bombs lately. You know, I, I, underst- I understand the, the thought problem- process. My thing is at 2,700, I don't know how much of a problem it is. 
Well, yeah, I mean, the thing, no, Scherzer doesn't carry you. Scherzer keeps you even with everybody smart enough to get him. Uh, So what you need, you still need to you still need to finish higher than than the you know than half the whatever. So you still want a guy that's going to get something. And I'd rather I'd rather a crappy guy that I think can get a walk that you know maybe get the an, an eighth hitter in the National League that they walk to get to the pitcher. Than Zanino, who could strike out five times. You want right. the upside. I mean, he, he's hitting ninth. I know you can't always get a catcher in the top five in the order for cash, but you want one as close as possible. Now you got uh, Weeders at twenty three hundred yeah. tonight. Uh, certainly way down on that trough there. Uh, if Austin Romine is catching today, I'm not sure what the situation with Sanchez going back and forth. Uh, that's another one at twenty one. Right. If you check the lineups there, is there anybody else a catcher? You know, you mentioned Vogue probably not in play quite yet. Who are the Catcher-wise, piques your interest. Any other else that you can uh, feel good yeah, about well, tonight? Grindal against Jesse Chavez. I don't mind that one at all. Uh, I know. I'd rather get. I'd rather get Russell Martin at twenty-eight than um, than uh, than Zanino going against uh, Gascan Kevin Gausman. Very good. All right. Paul Goldschmidt, 4,400. Cody Bellinger, forty-two. Joey Votto, four K. Let's talk about the three four thousand dollar and up first baseman of these three. Who do you think has the best matchup tonight, Bellinger, Goldschmidt, Votto, in terms of return? Uh, I think I've got to go with Votto against uh, Junior Guerra. Junior Guerra. Um, I like I like Bellinger's matchup, but Chavez is pretty good at keeping the ball in the yard. So we're going to go Votto. All right. As we continue to go down that grouping, you got Matt Adams at 3,400, uh, a guy who's really resurrected his career, which is, uh, I think, a great story and a great – yeah. Uh, you know, so much so that now we're talking about Freddie Freeman playing third base when he comes back, which is if you ask anybody that two months ago, they tell you you're crazy. Uh, you got Trey Mancini. I still tell them they're crazy. <laughs> you got Trey Mancini at 34. Let's talk about Mancini for a second here. Uh, he's in Toronto uh, against Biagini, which, you know, you mentioned about the gas can at Gossman, but I don't have any faith in Biagini either. I'm oh, I do. A lot of offenses. Oh, no, no, no. I, I think Biagini's been sneaky good. You think he's, he's had, sneaky good? Oh, he's had one, one rather. You look at the numbers, you, you know, he's being stretched out at the beginning. I think he's had one disaster sort of outing, but he's actually pitched a lot better than uh, the, the transition to start is going swimmingly, I believe. All right. Here's I mean, a, he's not he's not Max Scherzer, but I do think he's not. A, I don't think he can, oh, he's in their stack against him. I think he's been surprisingly okay. Well, let's talk about a guy who's going against Scherzer tonight, who's 3,200, Anthony Rizzo. There's a couple point where you get a prime guy like Rizzo, and I know it's against Scherzer, and I know maybe that kind of does you win in cash games, but let's take him out of the cash game equivalent. Is 32 enough to pique your interest for Rizzo, even though it's Scherzer tonight? Yeah, if I'm going, if I'm doing multiple GPP lineups, absolutely, it's going to get me some uh, some differentiation. All right, fair enough. Hey, there, sure who else? Under- sure, it gives up homers, and that's kind of what you're looking for. Well, and that's kind of my point. There is, you know, you just need that one solo blast from him. Who else on first base should we be paying attention to today, Todd? Uh, you mentioned coin flip before. It, it, the, the coin flip is Morales or Smoke going going against Gosman. Um, so that would be the other the other area to look. Um, I don't think. Uh, Hanley Hanley scores high on the list, but you can't sure, I can't be sure he's going to play Hanley Ramirez. He did the uh, righty left up against Santiago there. So without knowing that, I don't know what you can. I don't think you can go there. All right, on the other side, third base, thirty eight hundred. I gotta imagine he's a big green light on your color chart, right? Josh Donaldson at thirty eight. Oh yeah, yeah. There actually is a few green. <laughs> this this uh, this is the uh, the green light district today in general. Oh, third base is the green light district, well, or just in general. A slate, and, and I know there's some good pitching on there, but 
I don't know. I had to double check to make sure I pulled the right prices on some of these guys. But yeah, no, yeah. So uh, Donaldson checks in as the uh, as the top at the top third baseman he, again without the light. You know, don't always look at the platoon edge. It's, uh, you know, quality of hitter versus quality of pitcher and vice versa has as much to do with things as anything. All right. How about Anthony Rendon? There's another one too. Who another one who does it in spurts and seems to have these big time outings and then goes, you know, he's like three or 30 Anthony Rendon. And I assume from a GPP standpoint, you're willing to take that risk. Are you willing to take it tonight though against Arietta? It's not, there's, there's so many better options. I, I mean, I can see someone using him, uh, but uh, he's not a standalone play. And, you know, I can see a stack against Arietta just because it won't be popular, but he's, he's not a one-off for me. All right. Now let's talk about Chris Bryant at 29. We talked about Rizzo at 32. Is Brian at 29 so much of a discount that we have to pay attention to it, or do we just go the other way because it's Serger? I, I, I don't mind doing the Rizzo thing as my contrarian. I don't like the Bryant thing as much if I'm doing if I'm looking because I get there's just so many good third basemen on the board tonight. Yeah, I would agree with you there. I think Rizzo is the more intriguing option there from the batting I mean, lineup standpoint and all that stuff where he's hitting in the order, all those things. I think it's just a better scenario all the way around. You didn't mention, I mean, Miguel Sano at 39 against Drew Pomeranz. I mean, I, 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 unless, unless I read that Sano is like Jobu and just can't hit a curveball, which I don't think is the case. I know he's a better fastball hitter. But if, if, if Sano – sorry, if, uh, if Pomeranz hangs one, there could be a souvenir on the Mass Pike tonight. <laughs> uh, Ar, you know, Arenado against Matt Cain. My another bad life decision was believing Matt Cain's pitch selection was different this year. So there's just so many good, uh, so much goodness at there. Well, let's talk about Jose Ramirez too. Another guy who's been yeah. just tearing the cover off the ball at 4K. And you want to talk about guys to target? I mean, mm-hmm. Tyson Ross to me is a complete disaster. I mean, yep. he's a guy that struggles with his control. He's always going to put men on base. And to me, I want shares of Ramirez, Encarnacion, all these guys in this Cleveland lineup, when that lineup comes out, I want to make sure that, you know, I have some share of them in some sort of stack. To me, Cleveland is the one that we haven't talked about yet tonight that should absolutely be on the docket because I have zero faith that Tyson Ross can get anybody out and is just going to put men on base constantly for the first yeah. four innings he's in. And the better than that, you mentioned the next five innings, their bullpen's not very good, and you got Ramirez as a switch hitter. you got Lindor as a switch hitter. These guys are going to get the platoon edge over whatever you know lesser bullpen arm follows. So you know we, we don't talk bullpen enough. Uh, you know Hamels leaves after three or four. It's not like they're bringing in Andrew Miller. Right, exactly. All right, second base, Jose Altuve, 39, Daniel Murphy, 36, Dozier, 35. Is Dozier involved in this Pomeranz business tonight for you? Sure, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm you know a Red Sox fan, but you got to be you got to be honest about these things. I like Pomeranz, I mean, but you know he the, he's still giving up too many home runs. So abs- absolutely. How about Eric Sogard, another guy who's been, you know, I, I I'm bringing him up because he's 31, and I'm looking at him. And the problem with Sogard, I think obviously we all know this, probably limited in terms of ceiling. He's had some good games, but you know at least he's kind of consistently getting some points for you. Are you buying into the Sogard and DFS at all? Or is this another case of, hey, there's too many other good options where you got a guy like a D Gordon at 3K who could potentially run all over the New York Mets? Yeah, no, against Edelman, he's definitely in play. You know, you know I think him and Scooter Jeanette, you just kind of have to look at them both and, and throw away the, the nerdy, uh, I don't want to use the word nerdy, but the sabermetric analysis hat and just accept the fact that, you know, they're, they're playing well right now. Don't try to figure it out. Take advantage in DFS. And, you know, will they eventually, you know, remember who they are? Sure. 
but you know, right now, you know, don't don't get caught up in in trying to prove to the world that they're not who they are and try to come up with these reasons. Accept it. Baseball's weird, and have fun with it. I accept that baseball is weird, and I will have fun with it. This is a good affirmation. I like this. Very good. Uh, shortstop, Carlos Correa, top of the board, 4K. Trey Turner, 37. Why is Trey Turner just 3,700 against Arietta tonight? I, I guess especially because the, uh, you can run against Arietta. So, right. Yeah, that's, that's the, the point I'm making. Yeah. So, <laughs> so sorry to rain on your parade. No, that, no yeah. actually, I think you're, you're leading my parade. I yeah. think I just handed you the baton, and you're out there in oh, front. Yeah, you're like, the drum major, baby. Yeah, I'm like the guy in the animal house. We're about to run into a brick wall. Which was on uh, last night. Were you watching it? Is that why the no. reference came? Because I was no. watching it. It was on last night. <laughs> no, 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 no. But anyway, yeah, no. So yeah, so especially when when we know we still don't know if Corey Seager's going to play, uh, you you got to go in that direction. I mean, we I mentioned the Red Sox stack earlier. We haven't really mentioned them yet. But look at Pedroia at second base against uh against uh against Santiago, and you got Xander at uh, at thirty six against Hector Santiago. Yeah, well, I think Xander's maybe, maybe definitely it's a different played. Hector Santiago than I think it is. And I know he's had some decent games, but in Fenway Park. This guy, I just, I, I, it's, it's weird. It's as if, seriously, it's as if they were pricing him for, uh, you know, a, a Dylan Bundy, a pretty good but not great righty. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. I agree. I think they're in play. I think it's, it, it's Cleveland. I mean, look, it's the obvious ones tonight. You're obviously going to have with Toronto in play. You know that Arizona in play is a little less because Martinez on the mound probably gets some people shied away there. But to me, it's the Indians and the Red Sox. I, I'm, I think we're right on board with that one. And, and speaking of those Indians. When you look at the pricing, I mean, Lindora 34 is not a price breaker. You know, I, yeah. I think all the Indians are priced so well that they become very appealing to me in this one. Any other shortstop uh, that hits the green light for you? Uh, no, no. I mean, I've been using Crawford, just waiting for him to break out, and it hasn't. You know, actually, here we go. Yes, there is one, and that's Elvis Andrus. And I, I hate taking a guy off of a big game because a lot of people are on him, but it's still Elvis Andrus. So, but he's been just. He's just been killing it from the three-hole. What Texas saw, why, how they knew he was going to hit for power, I don't know. But against Clevenger, I think uh, I think Elders is, Andrews is in play. All right, fair enough. All right, baseball is here, and don't get stranded out on first base without a Rotowire subscription. And don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today, and you'll get a free six-month subscription to Rotowire. Go to FanDuel.com slash Rotowire to claim it. You must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible, and users may only establish one account on FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash Rotowire. Onto the outfield. Let's get it done. Let's talk about the green light, boys. Who you got green light in the outfield tonight? It's silly. I mean, I, I mentioned Red Mookie bets at thirty six. That's a that's a price break of extraordinary proportions. Uh, Charlie Blackman thirty nine against Matt Cain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talked about Toronto. You got Jose Batista at at, uh, at thirty nine, and, and Steve Pierce is playing a little bit now against Gausman. Uh, I mean, I didn't even mention Bryce Harper against Arietta. You know, if you if you, again, it's one of those contrarian type. Not, don't be afraid of a good pitcher sort of plays. Uh, JD Martinez against Matt Strom. Uh, I know Strom's okay. I'm mean, he's one of my favorite sort of future guys, but he's still a rookie. He still hasn't stretched out. Um, you know, I think you can even go Jay up again. Well, I, I, you know what? At the price, unless you're stacking the Tigers, I don't think I don't think Upman's uh, is a one off, but he, he still projects for some decent points. Uh, Stanton against uh, Gazelman. Although Gazelman's doing a little better job keeping the ball in the yard, I don't think that matters when you're Stanton. Who are some of the guys you might want to avoid tonight? Who do you think is uh, priced poorly? Who are the guys that you think have a bad matchup that you just think is kind of more of a trap? Uh, oh, man. You know what? If you're going to put it that way, 
because there's so many other good outfielders, I may fade Aaron Judge against Quintana. And, mm -hmm. I, and the people are going to look at lefty-righty. And you did mention that Quintana's pitching a little bit better. I'm not saying the Judge is going to have a golden sombrero. I'm just saying if that's the game theory, I could, I could see fading Judge. All right. And, you know, just to go back to the pitcher scenario real quick, too. On a night where there's Scherzer, and I'm going to ask this as philosophical, on a night where there's Scherzer and he's clearly the number one, is that to you the flag that you run up there and you say, okay, like you said, everybody's starting equal with Scherzer? Or because it seems like such an obvious choice and the single pitcher site, would you prefer to go another route with another pitcher that you feel good about? It, it, I, guess, I guess that's a question. I understand like where, you know, a night where there's a sale and a Scherzer or a Kershaw and a Keuchel or things like talking, that out there. talking cash or tournament? I'm talking cash game. I'm talking cash. No. Is it always just, it's just Scherzer and you stick with that and yeah, you I, I don't deviate? I'm going to, you know, I'll say it and um, you don't, but the, 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 you, what you, in a cash game, you're counting on people that aren't listening to this podcast that are making silly lineups. You're counting on, people that are forgetting to put their lineup in and you're counting on overlay. So don't you cash. You just don't want to blow it. I mean, I, I, I actually, you know, I, I won my cash game last night, you know, meaning I had the, actually the top score in the cash game, but you know, I got the same amount of money that, you know, they right. more often than not, I'm sweating out that last, that last cut line, hoping that the guy doesn't, you know, the, you know, a hitter in the San Diego game doesn't get a, a walk and knock me out of the cash game. So, you know, I, I can, I can see, there's a, there's a lot of other places to go, and, I, and I'll use him in a tournament, too, in case he goes off, because we mentioned there's so many cheaper hitters. But, yeah, in a, in a tournament, absolutely you can go elsewhere. Right. Well, it was, it was more of the cash game question, because I think yeah, you get this point in the year yeah, where yeah. people try to get fancy, and they're trying to make up ground, or they're trying to figure out, you know, uh, trying to outsmart themselves. And that's why I think it's a viable you, conversation you to have. Take advantage, you take advantage of those people that are trying to outsmart themselves. It's a hard mentality. All I need to do is finish in the top half. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm, I, it's, it's weird. I, have a, I, I always want to win, but my, my strength is picking the safer player. So it's kind of weird. It's like I know, I, you know, I, I, I still I want even my cash games. I, I, I want to win my cash game by winning. You know, finish higher up. It doesn't matter because I get the same amount of take. You know, take home the same amount of money. But, but again, my, my, my DNA is more wired to pick the safer player than you know. I understand the game theory of GPP. I just, uh, it just. Uh, well, the game theory of GPP is you're trying to win the whole thing. You're trying not to hit the pay line. You're trying to do the lineup that's going to win the whole thing. And by yeah. that, theoretically, you're hoping that you differentiate yourself enough to yeah, well, get above everybody else who's playing safer or with those other ones. All right, it, it's like I said, it's more of a theoretical question on right. a night like tonight where there's one clear cut cash game option, you know. And I think that's good advice out there for everybody. And I was hoping you would say it, which is go out there, don't. You know, don't try to be fancy. Go get the job done. One more outfielder, 2,900. Keon Brock's another guy who's hitting for power, stealing bases. Yeah, he's still striking out too much. But is Keon Brock's at a 2,900 in Cincinnati in play for you tonight? Yeah, against Edelman, absolutely. And uh, I don't know if he gets any more confidence because Brinson's been sent down. But, you know, he doesn't have his, you know, doppelganger looking over his shoulder anymore. Mm -hmm, which is always a good thing. All right, also $2,700 Bradley Zimmer if you yep. still want to keep going and looking for some of these Cleveland bats like I yep. do tonight. Yep. Love me some Tyson Ross. All right, you can follow him <laughs> on Twitter at Todd Zola. You can follow me at Joe Pizapia17. For everybody here at Rotowire, have a great day of Daily Fantasy.